0: welcome everyone. I'm David Widmar, co-founder of Agricultural Economic Insights. Thank you again for joining us this week. It's May the 12th. The USDA has just released its May WASDE report. And this is an important report because it's the first time we get a column in the table that projects the 2022 production year and the 2022 23 marketing year. So a lot to unpack from that. And I guess we're going to go kind of chronological order of what we've been thinking about, what we've been writing about on the website. So the first thing we want to talk about is where expectations are with respect to the yield forecast challenge. So earlier this week, and we sent an extra email out about this ahead of the report is what we titled it. And what's been interesting for us to watch is we had two sets of questions live for the forecast network. Two of them were about the May Wazi report, one for corn, one for soybeans. And expectations were that we were going to, that the USDA wouldn't go above 181 bushel per acre on corn and it wouldn't go above 151.5 for soybeans. Those were the trend normal yields or those were the yields that you know when you think about normal conditions, normal planting conditions, that was the starting point. That the USDA was using. But I think the most interesting takeaway from this is the chart that I'm showing now. And if you're listening, of course, you can hop on to the website and see the article called Ahead of the Report. And what we've observed in the forecast network itself, and this is a unique product and unique tool, no one else in agriculture is doing this. And it's designed to help you challenge your thinking. And I think it is, you know, the red lights are blurring here. This is a good challenger thinking exercise is what do we know about the corn crop? Now, as I'm recording this, we know the USDA's backed it down, but earlier this week, this long-term question says, what's the probability of it getting above 181, this normal conditions? And we've asked similar questions in 2021 and 2020. And so it's a chance for you to you know, keep a log, so to speak, of how do your expectations change both individually, but then we can step back and see the consensus as a whole. And what we've observed, this is a long way of getting this introduction, I admit that is in 2020 and 2021, we saw the consensus stay around 60% of having normal yields until about the middle of June. And then we start to see deviations. In 2020, it trended higher. Uh, in 2019, it trended lower. But where we are today, we started out about 45% and we've been drifting lower, about a 30% chance. So there's a lot of pessimism about corn yields from the beginning of this contest, from the beginning of this growing season. And I think the challenge for us individually is to think about, okay, where am I at on this? Where are my expectations? How are they different from they maybe were a year ago or from normal? Do I need to start making marketing decisions as a result of this? How do I sort of use this data to make better decisions on our operation? And in general, there's a lot of pessimism out there, as I've noted before. And of course, the USDA report confirmed that they noted because of slow planting pace, slow planting conditions. There's a lot of speculation as to why the USDA did it, but in the footnote, it says very clearly uh, they did it because of the low planting pace through early May. Uh, So how do we start to process this? The second one, we've wrote about this earlier. There isn't a variable in the USDA soybean model that accounts for planting pace, but expectations are still running below normal. Typically, Around a 60% probability or 55 to 60% probability of trend normal yields at this point, we don't start to see a deviation until again towards the end of June. But what we have here, instead of being around 55 to 60%, we're at 40%. So uh, again, this pessimism is starting to that end. Now, the other thing that we, of course, the USDA came with the report. And let's talk a little bit about the always learning lesson that we had come out from that. Of course, encourage you to go check your scores. If you take the participation score and you take that per- percentile rank, you multiply those together, you get the points you earned for that one question. You add those up. There's a total of 20,000 possible points at this point. So you can see where you stand. The email we sent out had your points in there, and we're going to be having a leaderboard to add throughout the summer. So we're going to be able to keep track and follow that throughout the year. But one of the things I want you to think a little bit about is what is a good question, or excuse me, what's a good question? We'll talk about that next, but what's a good forecast? What's a good score? There are multiple people who forecasted 0% chance of the USDA raising yields above 181 bushel. So There are some of you listening who are going to be frustrated. Says, man, I thought I had a good forecast, but my score doesn't show it. Well, these are relative majors. So, how did you do versus your peers, everybody else in the contest? So, if you wanted a high score, a 0% forecast that you made early, very early in the question life would have got you a better score. So, just having the 0% necessarily, or 5% or 10% wasn't enough to really push you over the top. Right now, congrats to Chris H., Stephen N., and Ken M. They are in the lead, they're at the front of the pack. And as we can see, 18,000 is the high water mark. Of course, 20,000 total. 20,000 are available today. Uh, we've awarded 20,000, but there's 140,000 remaining for a total of 160. So the contest is very, very much wide open. If you haven't had a chance to get started, it's not too late. You can still join the pack and see how things go. I will say I am starting to get very nervous about my question my answer about the long term trend i was talking with brent earlier and on the corn as i mentioned the consensus is somewhere around 30% probability of that november the report getting above 181 bushel per acre i'm at 50% today i was at 65% before today the note that i left myself is usda paid the corn yield at 177 in may I've been sharing this lesson I've learned. I need to guess, remind myself even more often. I think I get a good starting point looking at history and the base levels, but I don't adjust it fast enough. I am well above the consensus even today. I was telling Brent, I won't have to go to 0% for the next month just to sort of get back in line with the middle of the pack. But I'm scratching my head because I really don't know how much we know about the corn crop at this point. You know, Last year, we've talked about this before. Last year, we were ahead of planting pace and we had some sort of Yield opportunity built in, and we still ended below the trend line. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. We need to be very careful as we think about what the implications are and how we move ahead from this. Lastly, I want to challenge, I want to share a little lesson I learned uh, from the always learning session of this. I did okay with this particular question, those questions that closed in May. And I want to point out why I did okay, because my thinking was flawed, but I did well with the question there are several ways we could write the yield question with respect to 181 bushel per acre. One of them is the probability of being over 181 bushel per acre, which is what we actually wrote for this Maywazi question. The second question is, what's the probability of the Maywazi being greater than or equal to 181 bushel per acre? And lastly, the third one would have been, what's the probability of it being uh, less than 181 bushel per acre? And I was pretty mind locked. I was pretty convinced that the USDA wasn't going to move the field gold post at this point. And so the question was number one, greater than 181. So I had a pretty low probability of that happening. But if it was greater than or equal to, I would have had about the same forecast and I would have had a very, very different outcome. And so one of the neat ways that this platform helps you do is helps you think about the uncertainty and helps you learn and reflect and i need to be a little more cautious with how heavily anchored i was at this point of the game i'm guess some of you are listening and probably having a very similar experience i do know in the third version you know less than 181 bushels i would have had a very very low probability of that happening as well and so I was pretty convinced we were going to stick around 181. That didn't happen, but I still scored pretty well. So I'm sure that'll come back to haunt me before the contest is over. And as we talked about earlier, I'm way out of the water when it comes to respect to that long-term question. So I think I'm in trouble there. Lastly, two new questions, of course, got open. So make sure you get in there and get those forecasted right away. What's the probability of the June wazi estimating corn yields above 177 bushel per acre, and soybean yields above 51.5 bushel per acre. Of course, those are the estimates for May. So we're now in this monthly cadence where every WASI report, we close a question, we score it, we post your scores, we send you an email, but then we also upload two new questions about the next WASI report based on last update. So that's what we have there. I wanna spend the next few minutes Walking very briefly through the USDA's balance sheet and talking about what we saw from that, and I want to try to capture a couple of the highlights. You know, as I mentioned, this is the first time we have 2022 and 2023 in the right-hand column. First estimates we have for that. There's several pieces I want to point out. First off, the farm average price is six dollars and seventy-five cents. That's up from five ninety for the marketing year we're currently in for the last crop year. So a lot of You know, enthusiasm and excitement about these commodity prices. When you plug in 89 and a half million acres, which we'll learn more about that at the end of June, and you look at harvested acres based on normal conditions, and of course you peg at 177, given the slow planting pace, you're going to have somewhere around 14 and a half billion bushel crop, which is less than what we saw last year. And so we're kind of going into this season with trimmed acreage, trimmed yield already. And so we're starting to set the stage for a total supply that's fallen below 16 billion bushels. And so that's significant. We were at 16.4 last year. So we've trimmed out three and a half, almost 4 million bushels out of that. So that's a starting point. Also, want to talk about usage here. When we get all the way to the bottom here, they're projecting usage at 14.6 billion bushels. Last year was 14.9 billion bushels. So this price rationing is getting to be a real thing. We've already pulled this down a little bit. So we're going to continue to do some work on this, write some articles to help you think about the significance of that. But we are starting to see usage come lower. And a lot of that, a little bit of that came out of exports, but we also see you know, total domestic consumption being lower, ethanol being unchanged, but then you know, the feed being lower as feed and residual. So feed and residual lower, ethanol lower, excuse me, ethanol the same, but exports being slightly lower, changed the usage category here a little bit for corn. Right now, the stock's use ratio is 9.3% for corn. That's compared to 9.6% last year. And the average, the sort of the base level here that keep in mind is around 13%. So 13% sort of average. And so we're below the average, we're below 10%. And so this has got the markets sort of already on their toes and keeping an eye on everything. We have less acreage. We've already trimmed yield and we are already starting to pull back on demand a little bit. So this is what everyone is, is watching. And this will be an interesting and challenging marketing year for the participants because everything's kind of on this knife's edge. Switching gears to soybeans. Of course, we have soybean acres up. They're at 91 million acres right now. The yield is unchanged from 51 and a half. So we have a production that's pretty big. 4.6 billion bushels up from 4.4 last year. So we have a big production and the total supply is almost, it's 4.9, almost 5 billion bushel crop, but 4.9 is where the number stands right now. Right now they have crushing slightly higher. They have exports slightly higher. So when we get down to usage, soybean usage is actually uh, still expected to increase. So this gives us a situation where Uh, High prices hasn't necessarily rationed demand on the soybean side yet, but again, we'll write another article to help think about the implications of this. When they get to the farm market year average price, $14.40, up from $10.80 a couple of years ago coming out of that trade war slump. We were in the high eights, low nines during the depths of the trade war. So a pretty big change here. Stocks use, 6.8% for soybeans, up from 5.3 and 21 and 5.7 from the 2020. Twenty growing season. The long-run average is eight point two percent. So we're a little closer, relatively speaking, to an abundant soybean situation. So this is the starting point. We're going to keep you updated. We're going to keep you informed. We're going to keep writing and sharing articles as this unfolds. But this is the starting point. Now, before we wrap up, I want to share one quote that I think I came across this this week. I thought it was a little bit funny, and that's what I wanted to share. It wanted to challenge your thinking. I think maybe it stepped on my toes just a little bit. The quote comes from the book, The Great Crash, 1929. And it is, if one has been a financial genius, faith in one's genius does not dissolve all at once. To the battered and unbowed genius, and then the author goes on to tell this story about how this situation that looks to be idiotic from hindsight, but in that moment it looked like a brilliant idea so even though they had been you know sort of proven wrong it doesn't necessarily register right away for us so I, I laughed because i was thinking about my earlier comments about how i get a pretty good starting forecast for the corn yields and a pretty good final forecast for those yields but just in the middle i don't really make good adjustments so how do we update our thinking along the way all right everyone thanks so much for joining. Update your forecast, get forecasts in for those new questions. As always, send us an email with questions or thoughts that you have. We're always looking for new ideas to write about. We have a few articles on the website that I haven't talked about. One of those is a what we're thinking about memo with respect to interest rates and the implications of higher interest rates. A lot of conversation about the cost of servicing debt, but Warren Buffett has a great quote that says, Interest rates impact everything in the economy. And so we wanted to sort of challenge folks to think about what that everything in the economy might look a little bit like. That's all for this week. Stay curious. We'll see you next time.